Allen's side. Would you agree with all, with that? Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would think so. It's great to have that commentary. <laughs> if I'm D'Antoni, I'm busting out my iPhone right there on the bench and reading Bryant's tweets to the team during timeouts. Because whatever he's doing, it's just not working now. D'Antoni is supposed to be an offensive genius, yet his team managed to put up only 79 points with three Hall of Famers on the floor. Instead of rolling his eyes at Coach Vino, Coach D should be writing them down and rolling with all those commands. Thunder v. Rockets is a dream for cheesy headline writers, and Game 1 was a rim-high law pass for Houston. We have a problem. And the real problem isn't that they just let OKC hang 120 on them. It's that they did it while holding Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook to under 50 combined. If their plan was to make somebody else beat them, then they worked that plan to perfection. I mean, who didn't teen to old man D. Fish splashing threes like he was running Phillips Triangle to big man Kendrick Perkins running the floor like a 6'10", 270-pound point guard? They'll make mistakes. What a great effort there by Westbrook. Perkins, the lob, and slap. It's in Parker. Not exactly the combination that you're used to seeing. The Thunder were running a layup line, and everybody was involved. Even the Thunder fans were coming up nylon. They do promotions, half-court shots. $20,000 that ball I still think the Thunder need Harden to beat the Heat, but they don't need the Beard to beat the Beard. Heat v. Bucks is the best. Yeah, I said it. It may be the least competitive first-round series, but that doesn't mean it's not entertaining. So the Heat won 37 of 39 coming in, and the Bucks lost 7 of 9. So what? They're about to win 4 of 6. At least that's how Buck Brandon Jennings sees it. He made the statement before the Bucks were wrecked in Game 1, and I quote, I think we match up well against them. I'm real confident in this. I'm sure everybody's writing us off, but I see us winning the series in 6. Look, it's totally wrong, and there's no way it's happening, but I like it for two reasons. One, B. Jennings is not just happy to be there for a first-round laydown, and secondly, he walked the walk, finishing with 26. He did his job, but the Bucks really don't match up all that well with the Heat. In fact, they don't match up at all, for that matter. I'm fine with Jennings saying that the Bucks will win in six, but I think they'll be lucky to lose in five. Peyton Manning is giving homework assignments to his young wide receivers, and it sounds like they're going to have to hit up a blockbuster video store in order to complete it. The 37-year-old says he can't bond with the young pups because they don't quote the same movies. So he has hit them with some mandatory viewing. Quote, the main five are going to be Vacation, Fletch, Stripes, Caddyshack, and probably The Jerk. Hey, going a little heavy on the Chevy, aren't you, Peyton? Quick question, Peyton. When you were a rookie, did Ken Dilger and Marcus Pollard make you watch Annie Hall and a Monty Python marathon? I think you've got this all twisted, Pops. You should be watching their movies. Put away your VHS tapes, throw down for some Blu-rays, and start with Superbad, Anchorman, and Wedding Crashers. More Will Ferrell and Seth Rogen, less Chevy Chase and Steve Martin. You're welcome, and check back with me before you get to music and start making your wide receivers mixtapes with Mr. Mr. and Men Without Hats. It was a long, painful week for Boston and the rest of the nation, so when news broke Friday night that the second suspect in the bombings had been arrested, fans reacted at ballparks all around the country. Just announcing to the crowd the fact that Boston police have apprehended the second suspect in the Boston Marathon bombings, and we are all thrilled to hear that. Goosebumps, but it was Boston's David Ortiz who best summed up the emotions of the week when the Red Sox returned to Fenway on Saturday. This is a city. 
and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Stay awesome, Poppy. Normally when somebody drops that word on TV, they're getting a letter from the FCC, but not this time. Instead, they got a tweet from at FCC, quote, David Ortiz spoke from the heart at today's Red Sox game. I stand with Big Poppy and the people of Boston, Julius. That would be Julius Janikowski, chairman of the FCC if you need him. And that was strong. Boston strong. When we come back, Golden State head coach Mark Jackson joins me as his team prepares for game two in Denver tomorrow night. Then later on, I'm going in on the Cavaliers reportedly having interest in Phil Jackson. Do not move. We are just getting started. on CBS Sports Network is being brought to you by Chevrolet and their award-winning cars, trucks, and crossovers. The 2013 Chevy Silverado 1500 has the best pickup coverage in America. With a new two-year, 24,000-mile scheduled maintenance program, a three-year, 36,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty, and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, we've got you covered eight ways to Sunday. Come to think of it, Sunday too. Right now, Chevy truck owners can trade up to a Silverado All-Star Edition and get a total value of $8,500. The dependable, reliable Chevy Silverado. Think of the NCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with halftime. We'd be full-time. Celebrating student-athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Every year, we pick a new city to explore. But thanks to Hotwire, this year we got to take an extra trip because they get us ridiculously low prices on really nice hotels and car rentals. So we hit Boston in the spring, even caught a game. And with the money we saved, we took a trip to San Francisco. You see, Hotwire checks the competition's rates every day so they can guarantee their low prices. So where to next? How about there? H-O-T-W-I-R-E, Hotwire.com. Hey, Bill, what are you doing? Getting an anonymous free quote for car insurance from the general. No names, no sales pressure, completely private. Can I get an anonymous quote, too? Sure, grab a bag. At the general, you can insure with a low down payment, low monthly payments, and you choose your due date. You can also get instant proof of insurance. Get an anonymous free quote now. For a great low rate you can get online, go to the general and save some time. Shaq versus Payne. Shaq wins. New Icy Hot Advanced Cream, the first with two max strength ingredients for long-lasting relief of tough pain, even arthritis. Icy to dull, hot to relax. New Icy Hot Advanced. Pain over. Hi, I'm Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theory, and you're watching the CBS Sports Network. Welcome back to Rome. My guest tonight has his team in the NBA playoffs for the first time since 2007. Game two of their first round series with the Nuggets is tomorrow night in Denver. I'm joined by Golden State head coach Mark Jackson. Mark, nice to have you on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, Mark. Tough, tough game loss 
or loss in game one. David Lee was lost for the season in the fourth quarter. Then you saw Andre Miller hit that game winner with just 1.2 seconds left. Obviously a tough loss. What did you tell your team after the game? Well, you know, I got a young basketball team that's very excited about being playing, having an opportunity to play postseason basketball. At the end of the day, what I told them was, it's the first team to win four games. We put ourselves in position to win game one. It was a hard-fought game. We made some mistakes, but we did a lot of things very well. So I don't want to panic, and it's important for us to understand that the mission at hand is to win a game in Denver. You know, David Lee is a guy who put himself in a position to play in the postseason for the first time in eight years, so I know how much it meant to him. What went through your mind when you saw him go down in the fourth quarter? Disappointment, uh, frustration. I know how much he's invested in this basketball team. I know how hard he's worked. He's been an incredible leader for us. He's been a voice. He's our all-star. And um, you feel sorry for the fact that he doesn't have the opportunity. But uh, we're a no-excuse basketball team. And we got guys behind them that put themselves in position to wait for the moment. And David would be the first to tell them uh, the mission uh, moves on and it's up to us to continue it. But certainly we took the hit of losing a guy that has been an ultimate pro for us. Uh, but we have to continue to play. You know, Marcy, look at it. He went down in the fourth quarter. Stephen Curry had a nice game, but got off to kind of a slow start. Yet you were right there. You had a chance to beat a Denver team that almost never, ever loses at home. Do you feel like you lost an opportunity to steal a game? Well, we don't believe in stealing a game. We've, we believe that this is a series of two very good basketball teams. Um, we've been in position in the past against this team, whether it be home or away, uh, where we've had to lead. Uh, we believe at the end of the day our mission is to win a game in Denver, not to steal one. Uh, they're a very good basketball team, extremely well coached, but we have confidence in our ability, and we're excited about uh, facing game two. There's things we did wrong. But we did a lot of things very well in game one. All right, so you lose David Lee, but you got Andrew Bogut back. He's missed a lot of time this year, gave you nine points, 14 rebounds. How did he look to you, and can he give you even more as you go forward? Well, those are the type of things we're used to seeing him doing when he has a live body, when he's healthy and feeling fresh. Uh, he impacts the pain area, protects the rim, uh, big-time rebounder, uh, and he's a guy that makes plays on the offensive end. Uh, and, and I thought he had a very, very good game in game one. And looking forward to him after a live practice again today, uh, responding and doing some of the same things in game two. Now, Mark, you played in a lot of games like this, so you know. You look at Steph Curry, and he's got star written all over him. Is he already one of those guys, I mean, a legitimate bona fide star, or does he have to play his biggest in the games that matter most, namely the postseason? Does he need to show you that still? He doesn't have to show me it. Uh, I know what type of play he is. I've witnessed it all season long. The only question with him in his entire career is, has he been healthy? When he's been healthy, he's been a star player. And you look at the way that the Denver Nuggets defend him uh, for 48 minutes, the way that they defend him down the stretch. Uh, they're treating him like a star, and rightfully so. He's had an incredible year, should have been an all-star, and should certainly make all-NBA. Mark, you know that rap about the postseason. Everything slows down. Guys jam everything into the half court. That's not who you guys are. That's not necessarily what you want to do. So once you are in the postseason, do you change to suit the postseason, or do you do and stay with what got you there? The best thing you can do is do you. The problem is when you try to do something else or allow the moment to dictate what you should do. We're a fast-breaking team. We're a defensive-minded team. Coming into this series, we understood uh, what the Denver Nuggets do exceptionally well. They run the basketball. We want to run. We want to make sure we do not turn the basketball over, but we are an up-tempo basketball team, 
that gets stops on the defensive end. So we will stay true to our identity. All right. They did not have Kenneth Fareed in the first game, but he is expected to go in game two. How different are they with him in the lineup? Well, they're a different basketball team because he's a traditional power forward. You know, in game one, you start Wilson Chandler, a guy that can play the two to three out of four. So he's more of a stretch four, and he puts more problems on your defense to try to, you know, defend him at the three-point line. But Kenneth Reed, he's a big-time rebounder. He's an elite guy at running the floor. So he presents different problems, but at the same time, um, we're up for the challenge. Yeah, Mark, like I said, you've been here before, yet when you guys got into the postseason, you were actually moved to tears. I mean, you felt really, really strongly about that. Why did that hit you that way emotionally? I tell you why. The great thing about it is, first of all, I'm a guy that has tremendous faith in God, and the promise was we would be here one day. So those were thankful tears. Those were tears of joy, appreciation. And then looking at what each one of my guys had invested in the opportunity to play playoff basketball. When you look at David Lee playing eight years, not playing playoff basketball. When you look at Steph Curry going through injuries and facing adversity. Uh, guys like Andrew Bogut, the same exact thing. Uh, Jared Jack and Carl Landry and Clay Tom. I got a group of guys that from day one bought in, bought in and, and through, through trials and tribulation, through adversity, through 23 wins last year, they stuck with the game plan. They stuck with the vision. And it was just a way of me showing an appreciation for them. I'm truly honored and blessed to be their head coach. You know, it's pretty evident to me, even on the outside looking in, that team is very, very close. You can see how tight they are. Mark, great to have you on the show. Thanks for making time this week. I know it's a busy one. It's always good to have a conversation with you. Absolutely. Keep it rolling, Romy. Yeah, you too, Mark. Thanks so much. Coming up next, I'm going in with Lee Jenkins and